there, it's Toby, and before you get started on this episode, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Retro Pop Relics. Retro Pop Relics has been creating some of the coolest 3D printed giant video game cartridges. If you visit RetroPopRelics.com, you can see a bunch of the cartridges that are already available. You can get Super Smash Brothers, Paper Mario, Super Mario World, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and even Green. These are perfect decorations for your game room. So again, go check out RetroPopRelics.com. And if you use the promo code Genie at checkout, you'll get 10% off RetroPopRelics.com. Enjoy the show. BadSecretMedia.com Welcome to the Secret Levels Podcast. On this week's episode, we go back in time to the Desco era. Hello, everyone. I am host number one. Do we do players on this? I forget. I'm I'm guy number one, Toby. And I'm dude number two, Goobs. We got a bunch of guests on this Discord Inferno. If our guests will please introduce yourselves. No, I don't wanna. You got me, Berg. And you've got me, Poppy the Keaton, also known as Math Lamb and the Retro Discord Gaming Circles area. Little <laughs> changes are confusing. How are you? <laughs> oh, we are good. Now, this is our second Discord Inferno. And what we've done is we've, uh,. We've asked some questions. Some of the our, our Discord members have sent in some questions uh, for these kind of shows, and then we vote on them. And we're going to talk about the top couple. It just depends on how many topics we get through. The top couple voted uh, uh, topics. So, uh, goobs, should we just get real dirty and get into this? Yeah, we can get right into it. You want to read You're the... ready to a couple thick boys get into some fresh little pies. Thick boys! Thick boy pies. Uh, Goobs, you want to read the first question for us? Uh, that was that was the most voted question overall. The most voted on question is, which video game world would you like to live in? Ooh. That one's interesting because, like... You could, uh, so many video game worlds, you could live somewhere fun and happy, like uh, Animal Crossing, or you could live in, like, a hellscape, like a Dark Souls. You have a guy fucking taking your money all the time. I guess that's, like, real life. (laughs) (laughs) But, But, like... Most games don't have a scenario where you would want to live in it. Like, if you if you say Sonic the Hedgehog, Dr. Robotnik's trying to take all the animals and fucking make them into little mean bastards. Uh, Mario, like, Koopa's always taking it, or Bowser, whoever, is always kidnapping people and fucking causing havoc in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, but it's pretty peaceful otherwise than that. 
Okay, look mm-hmm. at look at. Then after he gets done kidnapping people, they just go race go karts. <laughs> you got me there. But then you have the problem of Mario being a fucking plumber, a doctor. So like, when are you ever gonna have time for like the services you need in Mushroom Kingdom? Like blowies from Peach. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if she offers those <laughs> kind of services. I, I don't think that game's canon. <laughs> There's some sort of thing firing off anyway. <laughs> uh, Berg, where do you, where do you think you would? What gaming world would you want to live in? I mean, you you already said it. I I totally go with Animal Crossing because very quickly by selling fruit from a tree that grows back every three days, you can get rich pretty quickly. Uh, it is a very it's very easy to go racks to riches and pay off that raccoon that Goobs mentioned was, was taking all your money because after a certain point it's just sort of like you don't owe them anymore and then you can just accumulate that money get that sweet sweet interest in your bank account then you can just walk around and like decorate and uh, eat fruit with your animal friends all day that sounds like paradise to me and you can time travel there's time travel too technically <laughs> just go back to your birthday and just get more money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Just if you want to spend, if you, if you like your birthday, you can just go every year and get presents, and, and no one's the wiser except for you. <laughs> oh, uh, what about Keaton? Where would you want to live? Um, you know, I'm staring at the wall of games trying to come up with a really good one, but overall, I think I got to go with Pokemon. Outside of, like, the really weird random stuff, it seems like a mostly chill world. And, you know, kids just get to go out and have adventures all the time, and nobody says anything. You know, you're kind of right. (laughs) Like, it does seem very peaceful. Besides, like, Team Rocket and Plasma and whatever other douchebag team, like... And they're not even that bad. They're just kind of, like, shitty bullies, you know? Hey, get yeah. out of the way, kid. Okay. I'm out of your way. I, I mean, yes. They live in a world in which fences are incredibly powerful, and despite the fact you could just leap over them, they will block your path. But, well, you know, outside of that, everything seems like a nice, normal, happy world. Yep, that's my answer. Going for Pokemon. It would be bad living there. Yeah. What do you think, Goobs? Well, I'm going to go with something hectic here. I'm going to say Bomberman. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Bubsy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not want to live in the world of Bubsy whatsoever. That would drive me absolutely insane. And Bomberman was just a joke. That would be absolutely intense. No sleeping or nothing. Finding of Isaac would be too too depressing. Going through that every day. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to go Zelda. Go on quest and shit, get a sword. Actually, scrap that. I have so many ideas. Shadow of the Colossus. I'm going to fight big guys all day long and be epic. <laughs> you just complained. <laughs> you just complained about bombs not being able to sleep, and now you're going to like have to worry about giants all the time. Yeah, well, you don't have to fight them. Mm, I guess. Uh, you got a good point. Zelda's a pretty good place. You know. Okay, so yeah, and there's Minish there, and okay. Okay, yeah. There's there is the whole like Ganon showing up every hundred years or so often and trying to kill people. <laughs> but I don't know, it seems mostly peaceful, lots of fishing. Okay. So I've got a couple of answers I could go with. I at first my first thought was a Tony Hawk game. Cause you get a badass soundtrack, you just skate all day, but then like 
I realized you would only have that soundtrack 24-7. <laughs> and it would get so old after, you know, it would take a while before it got old. But I think it would get really old. Uh, so you can't do Tony Hawk. Then I was thinking, well, what if I lived in the world of The Sims, but I was God? Like, I was the one that controlled everyone. That would be cool, but, like, The Sims gets boring after a while to no, me. you're getting controlled if you live in The Sims. You're not being God. <sighs> well, then I don't want to live in The Sims world. But then I, I, I look you're over. Dragon. <laughs> I looked over, and I've got this Banjo-Kazooie uh, plush animal, and, like... That world's not too bad. Like, besides the witch, it's kind of a nice, nice world. I don't that's know. a really good answer. I don't yeah. know. It, it's a really hard, because that's that's what I'm, I'm weighing out is the enemies in that world. And like, or, or like what the big major issue is. Because if you're like, oh, I'd live in the Street Fighter world. Well, guess what? Now you got Bison and all his minions you know yeah you don't necessarily have powers either it's just like you're there it's you in that world oh yeah i didn't think about that like (laughs) (laughs) if you lived in the mega man universe like yeah you live with all these robots but you're not the robot (laughs) you gotta watch out for all these mavericks uh yeah that's a hard one i just i think i'd cop out and just want to be in the mushroom kingdom with all the little toads yeah is there anything else to add to this this topic? <laughs> Kirby could be good. Oh, lots of food? I don't know. There's a lot of eldritch abominations just running around, running amok. Yeah, there is. You might get fucked up. About Tetris. <laughs> you're just, you're just, just bricks a, all day long. You're just, you are a brick. <laughs> First I was like, you are a brick, but no, it is just you. Just <laughs> constantly avoiding bricks. It's like a horror movie. I mean, you could even say like GTA, like, because then you're, you know, you just, it's really easy to escape the cops. So you rob banks and stuff. (laughs) I can tell you for a fact that you do not want to live in the world of Tetris because in the war in Captain to end the game master, they went to the world of Tetris and sticking to the theme. All the cars had square reels. And it looked incredibly uncomfortable. That's how Canada and South Park is. They have square wheels and all their tires. That's how we have them. That's what we have in real life. I was going to ask if, oh. how, if that was reflected in reality. <laughs> <laughs> I got another good answer, too. Sight bike. That'd be fun. You either racing a bike or, just, or just sitting in the audience, drinking a beer, eating a hot dog, and going, yeah. yeah. Well, I want to be the cameraman. Oh, that's not bad either. Just sit, just stand there and just like turn back and forth every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> the ref and Mike Tyson's punch out. <laughs> I, I want to be in the cruise in USA so I can sit in the hot tub with uh, uh, <laughs> Bill Clinton at the end of the game. <laughs> and that what it was, isn't it? Cruise in USA. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let, let's move on to the next question. Um, the next question that was most voted on in our Discord. If you don't know, we have a Discord. Go join it, and you can join in on these kind of conversations, and you can help come up with these questions. And for the you, Discord Inferno. For the Discord Inferno. Plus, we do a lot of other fun stuff in there. Okay. I was, I was trying to plug it real quick right in the middle of the show. What music genre would you assign Nintendo characters like Donkey Kong is Ska? This is a fun topic. I think this one's really fun. <sighs> 
what is Mario? Let's 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 start like at Mario. What what kind of music is Mario? When you look at Mario, what kind of music is he? It's very hard to separate Mario from his music to me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think like a kind of Jimmy Buffett sort of like relaxing on the beach kind of thing. Cause when I think of iconic Mario music, I don't think of like crazy stuff that will get you pumped up. I think of like the calm of dire, dire docks or Delfino Plaza or, you know, places like that. See, yeah, there's, there's a lot of Samba used in, in Mario music. I think if I was, which this might be stereotypical, I'm not sure. Um, I kind of picture like big band music, like uh, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Like that's that's kind of what I picture for Mario. I could dig it. I don't know why. I don't have. I don't have a good I mean, reason, especially because Mario Odyssey really played a lot of that up since there was like theme song was like a big band jazz thing. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's that's where I got it from. But then like what would Luigi be? See, I feel like Luigi would be more ska. Like with the trumpet. Yeah, because because I feel like Luigi, especially like with Luigi's mansion where he's kind of cowardly and running around, I could see the kind of that ska beat going around while he's running around. That's just whacking these sacks. Yeah, I think okay, I think I think Luigi is definitely ska. But what about Toad? Toad. Hmm. Toad's like fucking 90s pop. Yeah. Like fucking little late 90s, early 2000s, like Backstreet Boys, Spice Girls. Hanson. Yeah, oh, he's really into Hanson. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so like, I don't know, he just seems so frantic and shit. I just think like he would like pop music. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm okay with that. What about Princess Peach? Uh, Barry Manilow. <laughs> Let's get it on. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just—it's just, it's just all Barry about Barry White. Barry, Barry Manilow is Copacabana. <laughs> oh shit! It's both of those. It's both of those somehow. I can see, I can see a mix of those. I can see a mix of berries, <laughs> the berries and the peaches. <laughs> I don't know. I think of Peach as kind of that, like, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears sort of like. So her and Toad are hanging out. They are besties. You know what? That makes yeah. sense. Like, Toad Toad is all the boy bands, and then, yeah, no, 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 I'm with that. I, 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 I buy that. Because um, she's got that, like, feminine energy to her, but she's also got that power energy to her, so. Mm-hmm. She's a strong female character. Just like Jenny yep. Bean. Shout out to Jenny Bean, first lady. Yippee! <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's do Bowser. I think I think you just go like metal, right? Yeah, I mean it's it seems very stereotypical, but I mean it it fits. I mean the guy walks around with giant spiked metal 
Now, wave. <laughs> that, that works too. But I was thinking like Metallica kind of metal, like because uh, our friends and listeners know that me and Goobs like some different types of metal music. So I think he would be more the the classic kind of metal, even like Metallica, but uh, some Aussie stuff. Like he's the old school metal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's like your dad's metal. <laughs> right. But then I think Bowser Jr. is like the little hardcore kid. <laughs> Emo kid? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, I don't like your your metal sucks, Dad. This is real metal. So that's that's where Baby Bowser Jr. is. Jr.'s... the Black Parade? <laughs> he's a little emo kid. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, what about Boo? Boo's your synthwave. See, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, I can see that, because Synthwave is, yeah, okay, I can see that. Or, um, he's like, no, I, I mean, honestly, I could see who being kind of goth, because, I mean, he's dead. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Wait, I know who the... Boo hangs out with his fellow ghost friend, Napstabluke, from Undertale, and they listen to Spookwave. <laughs> Shout out to Riku. <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna say for for our goth our goth kid, that's the uh, the shy guys. Yeah, either the shy guys or like the the uh, the bone turtle things. The dry bones? Yeah, the dry bones. Yeah, let's get out of Mario for a second here. Uh, Zelda. Oh, see, you know what? I don't know why it didn't occur to me that other Nintendo characters, like I was just in the Mario universe. <laughs> Whoa, I'm dumb. Okay, yeah, what's that? What's, well, I mean, he he plays a flute and what is the. So he's the... listening to Jethro Tull? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Sitting on a park bench. What do you think Link is? Lincoln Park. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say 90s alternative. Oh, yeah. He's hmm. a bit of a edgy side. Mm-hmm. Now, do so they're listening to Black Hole Sun. <laughs> <laughs> well, do, now, do we include the Pokemon in this? Because... Uh, no, we're not naming all. Uh, I'm just saying, like, Pokemon. just like you Pikachu, eight hundred and some. <laughs> yeah, let's do a genre for every. What what is Pikachu? We're a retro showberg. <laughs> There's only a... J-pop. J-pop. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean that that makes sense. Exactly. It makes <laughs> sense. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> or Electronica. Uh, what else is just Nintendo? Mega Man? No, Mega Man's not Nintendo. I mean, NES, but like he's been on other systems. He's not Nintendo only. It's still Nintendo to me, damn it. <laughs> I mean, you could do Metroid, uh, Samus. Samus would be um, like industrial metal. I see. I, I was thinking techno, but I think you're right. I think it's that. Industrial. I could see. I could see it being both. I could see it being like a mashup genre of like, like I'm sure that exists, but I could <laughs> see it like, like a techno seems like it would fit, but also I I feel like there's a very mechanical element. What is uh? That, that industrial. What is uh? Shit, I can't think of. 
God damn it, Goobs. The guy that went uh, from first to last, the vocalist Sonny, he went and did the techno type project. What the fuck is that music called? Skrillex? Skrillex, yes. What is that music called? Dubstep. There we go. Oh, yeah. Made it there dubstep finally. I can, I can see dubstep. I can see some dubstep for old Samus. Yeah. All right. Do, do we want to do any more characters or do we want to move on? Kirby, just listen to anything that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> just listen to like Nickelback and fucking <laughs> Smash Mouth. But he's very happy oh. about it. He's just smiling the whole time, like just taking it in. Oh, man. That's why he just sucks everything. He just hates himself. <laughs> uh, Goobs, you want to read the next one? You do one of the sixes. 666, six, six, the number of the beast. Who would listen to that song? Gannon. <laughs> Kirby. Arthur. <laughs> okay. Up next. How easy is it? How easy is it to be evil in video games? And does series or genre matter? Yes. Yes, it does. I mean, it really. Yeah, it really depends. I, I cannot. I go on. Oh, we're gone. No, no, no. You, I insist you go first. All right. If I play a game through the first time, I have to be good. I cannot be evil. And only if I say beforehand, I'm going to play an evil character, can I do it. And it can't be the first playthrough. And That's I exactly can't... exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like that as well. I'm not at all. Oh, we know we've listened to the Undertale episode. (laughs) (laughs) So you can go into a game like cold and not really know what's going on and just like be the evil character if it gives you a choice. Yeah, or I'll play neutral for a bit and then soon as I can, like I'm blowing up the village and fucking Fallout. (laughs) I'm doing it like I'm I'm killing goat mom. You're a monster. I don't give a fuck. Let it happen. (laughs) Let chaos reign. I always nope, like the first to turn on my friends in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Listen, it's spicy, you know. Fallout Three was one of the. I love that game so much, and it's one of the games that I have such a hard time being a dick in that game. Like, <laughs> I've I have blown up uh, Megaton once before and tried to play and then it was just like i don't know like i just don't feel good about this playthrough <laughs> and like i would I, oh, i've no, never i killed some computers i ne- don't care about uh, that's all i hear listen i was i was i always feel like because of like 90s cartoons and like with the small lessons of like you gotta be good to each other you know like the turtles might argue but by the end of the episode they're working together and they're good guys and Batman's morals of we don't kill, you know, like all, all that's stuck in me, and I can't get rid of that. So I have to be a good guy when I play. Well, then I saw the the harsh, harsh reality of the real world. <laughs> not a friendly place in fucking Canada of all places, like the most friendliest <laughs> place ever. And you're like, they started at Goobs one time, and he just turned him. <laughs> then he came back and said sorry, and then Goobs turned. <laughs> Wait, that's why. That's exactly why he can be a dick because then he'll come back and be like, ah, sorry about being a dick. So he can, (laughs) he feels better about it because he says sorry immediately after killing everyone. 
Asshole. Sometimes games are more interesting that way. E-battle? Uh, so... What... What would cause you to go evil in a game? Let's say, like, the original Bioshock. The original plan was that you did not get any bonuses for being good. If you saved the little sisters, you got half the atom. If you harvested them and killed them, you got twice as much. And now, in in the original design, that was it. There was not going to be any reward for being a good person. Your reward was you got screwed over by the game. Would something like that cause you to turn evil if it made the game easier? Oh, you know, that is a super good example because you're right. There is no reward for being good. There isn't. There might be like something very small. It's been a really long time since I played it. But yeah, for sure, you can harvest them and level up faster and quicker. <sighs> I... I mean, I don't mind the challenge. Like, so being good is harder. Like, it's like playing the difficulty hard, you know? In that game, kind of, yeah. Oh, that's a really... See, and I think there might be something like that in Infamous as well. I can't remember. It's been years since I've played Infamous. But I do think that... Dante's Inferno has that. Oh, really? Like where if you do good, you don't get extra rewards? Yeah, you can like cleanse people's souls or purge them, right? Huh. Same with the Fermax. And Fermax? Yeah, that's what it's called. You can uh, either, yeah, you, same thing. You can purge their souls or you can fucking smash their faces in. Okay, so do you like the extra challenge of, of playing the, the good route because it is harder? Or do you just want to get leveled up so you're... Well, for boss. those games, it's not harder or easier. You just get to get different power-ups or different Right, right. But the power-ups make you stronger where you can hit enemies, you know, you got yeah, I'll, I'll, more I'll powerful attacks. What's that? I'll just go evil. <laughs> <laughs> evil goobs. <laughs> evil goobs. I don't Reminds find the of... difference in, like, some of the power-ups. Some I like the dark side better. <laughs> Oh, reminds me of that web. Someone even posted in the Discord once where it was like someone's in heaven. And he's like, "All right, before, before you're finally allowed to be in he- in heaven, you have to fight everyone you ever killed." And the person was like, "Ha, jokes on you! I never killed anyone." He goes, "No, this counts video game characters. <laughs> <laughs> just this field as far as the eye could stress was filled with like." Everything from like you know grunts to like you just see a massive Bowser in the background and the Colossuses from or the Colossi. I just it was it just kind of reminds me of this. I just imagine finally you, it's your penance for for all this stuff. But because Goose played evil and he was just killing poor villagers and stuff like that, it's like really easy. <laughs> the final boss is Goat Mom. <laughs> yeah it's it's really interesting because i i never really thought about those games of where you get i mean i i knew as i was playing it but i hadn't thought about like well the moral question of being good is harder to be good it's easier to be evil and bad so that's really interesting just interesting Uh, fable had good mechanics with that too you know what? 
my brother wanted me to play Fable so bad, and I hunted a, a, a good copy down, started it up for about five minutes, and was like, I can't invest that much time into this. I, it just was already like, I looked at it and was like, nope, I can't do this. This was about six years ago, though. So it's not like well, it was brand new and everyone was playing it. What's that? I guess we're playing the show with me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, okay. Y'all want another question? Because I think this one's pretty good. Is pre-ordering games worth it? I really like this question because my argument is physical. If it's physical... Sometimes it is because there's lower runs on games nowadays. But I miss the good old days of like going to GameStop, you pre-order, and you get a physical item as well. Not a download code for extra skins or you start the game with a million dollars. No, nothing like that. No digital stuff. Physical stuff. Like they used to give t-shirts out and stuff. Do y'all remember yeah, that? A little action figure oh, keychain. Yeah. Yes, I love <laughs> that shit. We had a horrible, horrible GameStop, and they would always... So I remember... Um, I'm trying to remember what game it was. It was a Dragon Quest game, but I'm, I can't remember which one it was specifically. But you were supposed to get a like a plush slime, like a like the blue slimes. That was like a pre-order bonus. This is really cool. Well, I went to go get my copy of the game, and turns out they didn't have them because they had just been giving them out all day just to anyone who walked in the store. Didn't even They didn't have to even buy anything. They were just apparently, someone was like, yeah, apparently they've just been giving them out to anyone. Uh, and so no. when I, so the people who actually pre-ordered the game didn't actually get the pre-order bonus. Uh, same thing happened with, um, so Pokemon Diamond and Pearl in, like, not the remakes, but, like, the originals that came out in 2007. If you pre-ordered, depending on the one you pre-ordered, there was, like, a special, like, a pin or something that had the, the legendaries on the end. And if you pre-ordered both, you got... Like it was like a holder that you could put both the pins in. Well, I'd only pre-ordered one, and they were by the time I got there, they were like, "Oh, hey, by the way, we gave them all out, but you can have this holder." So I, I got the holder for the pins that I don't have, but then someone else who maybe pre-ordered both didn't get their. I don't know. I, I I get what you're saying. I do like when when you would actually go and you would actually get like a cool item, but I feel like I've had some really bad experiences with GameStop specifically, that where they hit, where like employees in the past have just been like handing it out to whoever, whether they bought the game or not, and I'm just like, that's that's a shitty thing. You know, I liked when they because my GameStop in my town like, they always had it to where you pre-order right there they hand you the item so like, you would pre-order in store, and they would literally hand you a t-shirt, they'd be like, what size t-shirt? Or, you want this keychain? Comes with pre-order, so like there was incentive. That. There, there was a reason that you wanted to put the five dollars down to get the game. Like, oh well, I can get this cool shirt or whatever. Um, and I thought that was such a cool thing to do. And then like they got to where that they slowly phased that out. And like you said, sometimes you would be like, hey, I, I thought y'all had this for pre-order. Oh, we were we're out of them. And you'd be like, oh well, that that sucks. But then they got to where it was like, well, it's a download code. You you type it in and you you start out with the the hammer of of dicks and you you know that does a million damage. And you're like, okay, that's cool. The hammer of dicks. I don't know. Is Just, that your stage Hammer of dicks is a fantastic video game weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I there's a lot of games where like you start out with like certain guns and stuff, and it's like, well. Sure. 
I'm buying this game to play this game, and I want to, you know, I want to find these items in game. I don't want to just like start off overpowered, you know, slaying level one things with this fucking sword that has that's on fire. Like that kind of defeats the purpose of me playing this fucking game. So I don't know. But back to the point of nowadays doing pre-orders. What about? Have y'all ever done a a digital pre-order? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. What? Well, but what's the incentive on that? Because it's on. Because when you pre-order a game digitally, if a game gets downloaded to your console, so then you can immediately play it. Because I remember, I mean, not not. I mean, within the past ten years, I remember when Smash Brothers for 3DS came out. Night that came out, you could not pre-order digitally. So midnight hit, and everyone went to Nintendo's servers, which are you know monkeys plugging in power cords like 1930s cable operator uh, phone operators. And no, and there were people who could not get it for like 12 hours. And meanwhile, like some people were like, "I stayed up late. I got to go to work tomorrow, but I really wanted to download Smash Brothers for like my commute or something." Now, just like, but I mean, other consoles were like that. Games, it was like the stroke of midnight. Everyone would go to download it, and then the servers would crash, or it would go really slow. This way, you don't have to worry about that. It's sitting there. It's on your console. The second that it is available to play, you can hit, you can hit start, and you can start playing the game. And also, sometimes you get the game at a discount price as well. That too. That too. I did that with the yep. Ninja Turtles uh, recently. I did. I did as well. Same. Uh, for me, I downloaded Mortal Kombat 11 DLC digitally. I pre-ordered it, and you got special cosmetic skins for it. It didn't give you any in-game bonuses. You just had a cool-looking costume for this character that was unique. Well, that was kind of fun. So no hammer um, No, no hammer of dick. But... To me, it also kind of shows enthusiasm for a project. Uh, whenever they released Zombies Ate My Neighbors and Ghoul Patrol uh, for the Switch, I'm like, yeah, I want to download, I want to pre-order this because I want to show I'm excited about it. People are excited about it. And, you know, hope that that would get more collections and things like that. Kind of like Kickstarter. Yeah. But yeah. It's coming, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's an indie developer, they're going to see those numbers come in. And they're like, okay. And then maybe they might do change the game a bit, put some more updates on it. You never know. Exactly. Get people to get, show that people are excited for this, that there's an audience for it, especially on those retro game collections. <laughs> <laughs> so that, 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 that's all I got. I, I hope that pre-ordering shows excitement and interest and spurns on for more and in that style i still like being able like if i get a game physically i still i still like to pre-order a game i know i'm going to get just because i know i can i'll be able to get it because i mean some games i mean some games kind of are hard to find at times even like i mean if they're not like the if they're not like a super duper big release I mean, some games will release and you're going to find a copy but like there are some where it's sort of like Oh, this might be a kind of niche game. Uh, I should pre-order it to make sure I can get a copy. And then you find out, you know, three months later, oh, they don't even print it anymore, and it's already worth, you know, three times the price. So, oh, job simulator, exactly, job simulator. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if there's a game you know you want, I know I want physically, I'll pre-order it because it doesn't. It 
I mean, people were like, oh, don't pre-order a game unless it comes out. I mean, sure, if a game comes out and it gets like really bad reviews or something like that, and it's like, oh, this game is utter garbage, maybe I'll cancel my pre-order if reviews come out soon enough. But ultimately, like, if it's a game I know I'm going to get and I know I want it physical, I'm just going to do it because it's that peace of mind of it's not like, oh, my God, I'm going to get to the store and they're going to have it. It's like, I got the email from Best Buy saying that my order is ready for pickup. I can then go and I can pick it up. Yeah, but the AAA title, I'm not going to bother. Like any Mario game, anything like that. Because the stores are always going to have that. They're going to have multiples of it. There's a- uh, I pre-ordered new Pokemon Snap. I was just very hyped. And uh, the hype was real. Well, yes, it was. And I regret nothing. <laughs> now, I'm going to hijack this for a second and go back to a follow-on, a question we had earlier. Okay. Outside of goobs, because dude's got no shame, what's the most evil thing you have done in a video game? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I instantly know exactly what I did <laughs> because I was being a dick because I was trying to... This is also why I quit my Fallout 3 evil run because I blew up Megaton and then I thought, you know what? I'm going to be so fucking evil. I'm going to kill everyone in this hotel. So I went through the entire hotel slaughtering everyone. And I don't know, maybe just call it being young and dumb. I dragged all the bodies into the lobby and stacked them up on top of each other. Because you could hold R3, I think, to like drag peop- drag items and stuff around. And you could drag the bodies. So I dragged them all into the lobby and stacked them up. And it took like two hours to do <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like what that's when i was like what am i doing this is the stupidest run because I, I just at that point i was like i'm gonna murder every single person i see in this game to see where it breaks and then it was just like that this isn't fun this is stupid <laughs> so <Sounds> pleasant. <laughs> and well and also on top of that i was stealing all their uh, their clothes and their guns and everything so like you know in fallout when you do that they're just in their underwear so it was just a mm-hmm. bunch of body parts and bodies in a pile in their underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like like beyond evil. I think that's just like uh, I probably should have gotten therapy at the time because why did I spend so much time doing that? Anyways, because the game lets you. Yeah, if it didn't want me to make everyone half nude and piled up in a pile, <laughs> it wouldn't have let me. What about you, Berg? What's the evilest thing you've done in a game? Gosh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Um, I probably, um, probably in Roller Coaster Tycoon when I would just, um, <laughs> as two were complaining, I would make like a little pool and just kind of go away with them, and no one was the wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sit there, just, just, I would just hold their head under, and be like, just listen to the carnival, just listen, <laughs> listen to the merry-go-round, and you hear. <laughs> Because they just held their head under, and I'm like, okay, now who wants who wants some corn dogs? Or when you jack the roller coaster speed up too high? Oh yeah, just let's test it out. Oh, people are dead. <laughs> did you see that explosion? You, you know, I, what did you say? Into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I would get pissed off playing the the Sims, like the first Sims game. 
and like I would take doors out of the rooms, so like they the Sims would be the characters would be stuck in there because they wouldn't clean or something, and I'd be like, "Bitch, you're gonna fucking clean, or you're gonna cook the food." Or, <laughs> so I would take the doors out, and then like you could level them up swimming and stuff. So like I would put them in the get them in the pool, so they would. I can't remember what stat it would raise, and then I would take out the the way to get into in and out of the pool, <laughs> so they just had to swim forever. <laughs> because be more fucking evil than me, man. <laughs> You're saying like do good things in video games. That's two dark things. I know, but like I was trying to raise their stats. <laughs> like torturing them. I mean You're gonna get better whether you like it or not. I took away your ladder to get out of the pool. <laughs> and you're too stupid to even pull yourself out. I mean Yeah. I Evil know. Toby. But I don't have a good excuse. Let's move on. <laughs> Keaton, what, what about you? What's the most evil thing you've done? All right. Ignoring video games in which I am forced to do evil by the plot, like okay. Grand Theft Auto or God of War. Um, I was a jerk in Monster Rancher. I was young. I was in high school. I had a lot of pent-up aggression. But I trained my monsters in Monster Rancher 2 so hard they were, it was called, it literally said Spartan training mode. Like they're like, no, you don't get to rest. You don't get to rest, little noobster. You're just gonna train and train and train until I, and then noobster passed away one day and I felt bad that he had lived his life dedicated only to fighting. Poor little noobster. <laughs> the way of the sword. Mm-hmm. Be hard, they knew ye, noobster. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I've done some I've done some questionable things in Baldur's Gate too. But I named my character Elvira the Evil, so what did you expect? Okay, well what about like Pokemon? Is it evil to make an HM slave Pokemon <laughs> that you don't use? You just like you don't use it in battle, but you just teach it four different HMs and that's your oh, he's nah, nah, it had it coming. <laughs> no, like that that is a Pokemon that you have given purpose to. He's the most important member of your team. Yeah, for sure. I just you didn't know if raised, that counted as raised, evil. Because uh, usually it's like a really like crappy Pokemon that just happens to be able to learn like three or four of them. And then it's sort of like, hey, you took this lowly Pokemon that most trainers wouldn't think twice of keeping in their party beyond, okay, it was like on the first route. But then, yeah, just like just like Keaton said, uh you gave them a purpose. Like you brought them along for the adventure. Sure. They may there. I just, there's just like the squeaky voice team. Just doing my part. <laughs> Jump my retainer in the fries again. <laughs> I mean, if you think about like the Mario games, like a lot of those Goombas and stuff are just kind of minding their own business. Yeah. They hurt you, but like I would, listen, if you come up and like, you're going to, you look like you're going to jump on me. Yeah. I'm going to attack first, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just being proactive. <laughs> you know, I did that at work earlier. Someone looked like they were going to jump on me, so I attacked first. <laughs> you bumped into them and they died. They, had, they, they did, and they had an extra life, and they came up the hall again, and I was like, oh, wow, this is weird. <laughs> and they had a mushroom that got double the size. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and knock out one more, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. Um, let's do her. Berg, do you want to pick... Uh, uh, or Keaton. I say let's go with character not from a zombie game that you'd like to help you through the zombie apocalypse. Okay, so what Kirby. character? <laughs> oh. 
Kirby, absolutely. <laughs> That's probably yeah, but no, wait. If he gets that fucking shit in him, does he turn if... into a zombie? This is the last he, thing you want. He gets zombie powers now. If he gets bit by a zombie, then sure, he might become a zombie Kirby. But when he inhales the zombie, he will get zombie powers, but not actually become a zombie. If that makes sense, that does. But there's a major risk in him sucking fucking zombies in because they're getting close. They could easily yeah. Them on the it's way essentially in. a but it's essentially a black hole inside of them. I and they're and they're just mindless eating machines or mindless biting machines. So really, by the time that they're in the event horizon of Kirby sucking, like they're 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 powerless to really do anything. I mean, I can't think of a Kirby game where you've inhaled an enemy and they've hurt you on the way in. A spiky character. You make a good. Mm. You make a good point, but Kirby would get the powers of a zombie. Yeah, he would get the powers of a zombie, but he wouldn't actually be a zombie. Yeah, just like when he's Pikachu, he just wears ears. He doesn't. He isn't Pikachu. So that means, I guess, I guess, zombie Kirby would like have the ability to like bite an enemy. You know what? That oh my god, that's what it is. So here's here's how it goes. If a zombie bites you turn into a zombie if a zombie is bitten by someone with zombie powers they get turned back into a human so Kirby when he has zombie powers can bite the zombies and revive them back to their human form well now you're just making up stuff <laughs> I'm making my own Kirby's my own Kirby apocalypse zombie game. <laughs> I thought that's some pretty cool stuff though I gotta give him that yeah that was the pretty Kirby cool apocalypse. <laughs> Ooh, see, I, I want to pick something different, but now I don't know because that that is like the ultimate. I think. What about what do you think, Goobs? I don't know. I'm probably gonna. You want someone you can hang out with too, right? There's not too many people around. Yeah, Kirby doesn't talk. Now, if Kirby gives you a blowy, does he get your wiener power? No, he just gets full. It's really small and can, I mean, <laughs> I mean he can, he can shrink in size. Veiny? <laughs> but he can. Come <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. I want someone who's a good fighter, good with skills. I don't know. Do you think Ryu can fucking melt a zombie's head? Oh, for sure. See, we, me and you are on the same idea because, like, I'm thinking Kratos from God of War. Because he's got his uh, what, whatever you the blade. Be yelled at all day, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he would he would call me boy, but like he's got his chain, so he can kind of long distance fight him, and and you know he can kind of fight hordes at a time, hitting multiple enemies. So, I would say Kratos, and I would be his bitch. I'm just gonna say it. He would protect me. I would be his bitch. Boy, <laughs> Keaton. Um, I, I like the idea of someone to talk to, but I I want somebody who's like going to be safe. And so I was thinking maybe like Clank from Ratchet and Clank, because he's a robot, but he's a really useful robot. And I'm sure by like the seventh game, he can do some really cool stuff. So, 
he, he won't be he won't be turning on you, and he can probably kill zombies using his cool robot powers. Either that or Rocket Knight. Rocket Knight wears a lot of armor. And and if he ever gets like in a horde situation, he just rockets out of it, right? Exactly. It's not bad. <clears throat> Ooh, Rush would be not- good to have. I thought oh, of that yeah. Too. I thought of that too. Multiple modes say? of transportation. Oh, Rush. Yeah, he's got, and he's got, you know, yeah. a coil so you can bounce off of him like a trampoline. And you have a man's best friend there, like. Trampopoline! <laughs> Dog's a good companion. Yep. And even if he gets bit, it's not going to do anything. And you can probably program him to laugh like. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, I think though, like, goobs could go on better. Like, I think that if you're going to get Rush, you could get Mega Man because Mega Man can summon Rush. And that way, who is also Mega Man is also a robot, unless you've got some weird novelization that he turns human in, or some weird episode of Captain in the Game Master where he turns human in. I really liked Captain in the Game Master as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what, though? I, I've thought about it, and I've already made this point once in this episode. Mario. Mario would be a great companion because you'd be a fantastic one because he's got so many fucking skills he's a doctor he's a he's a professional race car driver you know uh, he's strong i mean you've seen him pick up bowser bowser's huge he swung him by the tail Throws that is a really like, good point look at, and look at all those power-ups that he has access to and i think about especially the the bowser's fury add-on to the the switch version of super mario 3d world where that's kind of like the whole, where it's kind of open world, like you have a bank of different power-ups. So imagine he could do that, sort of like, oh, you need to fight off zombies? Cool, well, then I'm going to get my fire flower, and I'm going to start shooting fireballs out. Or, oh, we need to do reconnaissance? I'm going to get a leaf, and I'm going to turn into Raccoon Mario. I'm going to fly overhead and uh, and see where the clearest path might be. And then afterwards, he's like, oh, yeah, I play golf, and we can play basketball and <laughs> tennis. Yep. So you got well, someone to hang out with afterwards. Huh? Warp whistle. Oh, you're fucking yeah. in a really bad situation. He blows your whistle and you're traveling away. Yeah. And then you get the peak love. <laughs> <laughs> That's a throwback. Uh, Go listen to the Super Mario Brothers 3 episode for that reference. Excelsior! Well, guys, this was fun, and I appreciate everyone that sent in questions. I know Goobs does as well, and everyone that voted. So uh, we'll probably do another one of these uh, in the future. So make sure you're in our, our uh, what is it, Goobs? What, uh, the mother, what? Make sure you're in our motherfucking Discord. Come join the family. Come meet, uh, come meet everyone. Some lovely, lovely people in there. Yeah, some, some good, good folk like Berg and Keaton. Yeah, we have Woo-hoo. these kind of conversations in there all the time. So mm. come in. Yeah, and uh, all the questions that we didn't use this time, we're gonna save and uh, vote on them for the next time we do this. But also add a few new questions in the mix to, you know, spice it, spice up. it up. Yeah, you're gonna want to come to the Discord because in about another hour and a half, I'm gonna remember something really horrible I did in a video game once. You have to post it there. <laughs> Uh, now, before we leave, we should probably shout out our patrons, right? Yes, we should totally do that. 
because our patrons we are love them so much. They're pretty rad cats. They're pretty nifty. Yeah. So Goobs is going to give nicknames to all the fine patrons. And uh, you can go to badsecretmedia.com or go to patreon.com slash badsecretmedia and you can become one of these uh, these supporters of this, whatever this is that we do. We have a new patron, Goobs. Hell yeah. yeah. Welcome to the family. Thank you so much for supporting your thick boys. Thick boys! All right, Goobs, before we, we uh, give our, our new patron a shout out, what's the theme? What, what kind of theme? Or do, oh, hold on, hold on. Do we want to try to guess the theme after, at the end? Or you, we... You'll be able to get it right oh, away. Okay. Then tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do, because we talked about zombies and shit, I'm going to do zombie movies. Sweet. All right, kicking us off, we've got Thomas Smith. Uh, he'll have zombies versus strippers. Classy. <laughs> Sean Brissett. Hell of the Living Dead. Crash Override. A Dance of the Dead. DJ Romance Baby. Bond of the Dead. Gilmy Talks. Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> There's a pattern here. <laughs> Wolfman. Yeah. Ah, zombies! Uh, Obreon. Planet Terror. Paprika. Harold's going stiff. Level one noob. Black Swarm. The Reviews Brothers. The Roost. Keith Gasper. Andre the Butcher. Chris Copeland. Deadly Friend. Fat Shags. Shockwaves. And then uh, go ahead and give our two uh, guests that were kind enough to join us tonight. What are their nicknames? Well, Burr can be Garden of the Dead. Nice. Garden of the Dead. <laughs> and then our friend uh, Keaton can be Zombie Strippers. <laughs> and then uh, we've also got Riku. Flight of the Living Dead. Flight? Oh, I guess it would be Flight. on a plane, huh? <laughs> you know, zombie movies don't have very good titles. I'm just going to put that out there. Nope. <laughs> They're not very clever with them. They're like, I don't know. We're on a boat, so Boat of the Dead. <laughs> the dead. <laughs> <laughs> We're at a snow cone stand? Snow cone of the Dead. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> I kind of probably well, would. Thank too. you so much, patrons, for supporting us. We really do appreciate it. You keep us motivated and keep us going. Yes, yes. And that's it, Goobs. I think. Uh, I mean, we got social media and stuff, but we got we got 150 something episodes that you can go listen to for all that, right? Uh, do you guys have anything y'all want to promote before we skedaddle? Uh, you go for it. I was gonna say you can you can you can find my lovely voice uh, on the Zingers podcast. Give us a listen, but don't listen to Zanger. Tune out when it's Zanger talking, but then listen to Berg. Absolutely. Um, as for me, I'm gonna give a shout out to my friends at the Pro Wrestling Palskis. 
they are yet another pro wrestling podcast, but instead of just covering the new events, they will often talk about fun topics of the past, like who has the best hair or <laughs> um, best factions, other fun wrestling discussions so that you can enjoy the times when wrestling was a lot better. The golden era. Yep. The golden era of, I don't know, any time in the past five years, five years before. <laughs> 10, 20. Yeah, yeah. I'm so old. <laughs> Goobs. Um, I got something to promote. Uh, me and my kid, we have a podcast. Game over, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Hate Secret Levels podcast.